guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So, here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys and welcome to the Happy Single Mums podcast. I'm your host, Khalifa. Today we have a magnificent lady from New York. Her name is Joanne King and she's got a magnificent platform called God is Glamorous. The reason why I love your platform is because Sometimes when you think about God, you think about like, um, I don't know, man, just standing there judging people. And we don't oftentimes think about how beautiful and splendid God is. Even down to sometimes when I look at flowers, I think, oh my God, God actually designed a rose. God actually designed, I don't know, a house, like the delicate things that we don't even think of, like a peacock, you know, like he actually design these things he's so glamorous and so wonderful and I love the flat the fact that your platform is honing in on how gorgeous God is even down to making the structure of a woman our dimples our eyes everything so thank you so much for your platform please tell the audience a bit about yourself and I've just been banging on about the platform but yeah tell the audience about yourself and your saved story as well sure yeah so um my name is Johanna um, founder of God is Glamorous. It's okay. It's okay. People get it wrong all the time. It's yeah. fine. Um, and I started God is Glamorous about a year and a half ago already. And I just felt God calling me to just step up more and share the gospel. Mm. Um, and I, I felt like I wanted to, well, I feel like the name God is Glamorous just came into my lap because as someone who's really into business and entrepreneurship, I found myself looking to humans for the answers when it came to business. I would read books like Think and Grow Rich or Rich and Dad and Poor Dad and um, The 40 Laws of Power or whatever. And then after I started reading these books, I was like, wait a minute, these books don't have all the answers. Not all of these these people have um, authentic or like in, uh, live lives of integrity. And then I started reading the Bible more and I was like, wow, wait, God has a lot to say about business and finances and entrepreneurship and all of that. So then I just started just seeking God for answers. And then I found that we can really just turn to God for anything. Mm. And God really is glamorous. And it's in a sense where he wants us to live lives of abundance and he wants us to live great lives. So long as we're connected to him, he's called us to be the head and not the tail, the lender and not the borrower. Mm. It says that in the scriptures that a good person leaves an inheritance for their children's children. So God wants us to be, live awesome lives just, for his name's sake to bring him to the glory. So it's like, I always say that the Bible and staying connected to God is the cheat code to life. No, um, yeah. Like when I was growing up, yeah. So that's why that's kind of the story behind God is glamorous, just to show others, like, like you said before, he's not this just being, just making sure that you do the right things. He loves us. He cares about us. He, he cares about every single thing that we, that we do. And he's just so loving and kind and amazing. So and I think that it's so sad and I've, I'm guilty of it as well that we feel like in our lives that even if you want to start your own business you do go to the world for advice and you you feel like you have to split the two apart like this is my business and then this is my relationship with God and I feel like our generation ideally is kind of synthesizing everything together we, like I am I they are like you just mentioned scriptures about you know 
think be like the ants the ant um creates the ant gathers for the summer you know there, there's so many nuggets in the bible that if you don't go looking for it you don't see it and oftentimes as well what i find with all the books that i read about atomic habits and think and grow rich those are kind of principles of the bible but if you yeah. don't know it you're just thinking oh this is so profound oh wow this person is so wise when in actual fact if you go and read your bible the stuff is there there it just pulls it from the bible and tries to twist it to make it seem like it's based on someone's own human understanding when it's all biblically based yeah and do you not find that with like the like positive affirmation movement and the new age movement it's kind of like they've used they kind of spun it in a in a way yeah. that it, it's taking a, it's making you look like i am good yes. i am you know in comparison yeah. to god is good god has given me the spirit to be good yeah yeah exactly yeah okay. So what is your saved story? Yes, my saved story. So my saved story stems from abortion. What? Girl, what? Girl, I talked about it before. Um, but I guess I'll be fully transparent on your story. It came from two abortions. Mm -hmm. So um, the first abortion that I had was in college. I was with a boyfriend and I had to get on get off birth control for just something that I was situation that I was dealing with. And immediately after I got off birth control, I became pregnant. Mm -hmm. And I was in college still. And I was like, there's just no way that I I felt like there was no way the enemy made me seem like I could not become a mom or <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> or that sorry. <laughs> I just had a choking attack. <coughs> I'm sorry. <coughs> The enemy made me seem like, made it seem like I, if I had a baby outside of wet light, wetlock, then my life would be over. And I believed it. And this was not during the time when I was really into my faith. I, I believed in God, but I didn't really fully trust in him. So um, we ended up having an abortion and um, there was just a lot going on during that time. But one thing that specifically stood out to me after I left the abortion clinic I knew God was not happy with me. Mm. So, um, there's a song by Jay-Z. I forgot what song it is, but his specific line, and this song is so long ago, it's probably in the early 2000s. That song was playing that day. And that that's the verse that he said was, mama never, ha never had an abortion or something like that. Do you remember? I gotta pull this yeah, picture. I, yeah, yeah, I think I know what it was talking about, yeah. It's like, mama never had an abortion like praising his mom that she never had an abortion and look where he is today. I kid you not. When we turned on that car, those lyrics popped up. Ooh. Those lyrics, like, and I'm like, yo, this song is so old. Why, like, how is this playing right now? But I, I just, I knew at that moment, like God was like, you literally lost out. You lost out on something great. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Um, so, um, I just want to interject you're not alone I've had a termination before and I've shared this on my platform and for me I would do my law degree and I just said I am not doing this and one thing I have said on the platform is that I felt so condemned afterwards and mm -hmm. the enemy um, as well as myself I, I lied to myself I can't I can't do this I can't do this and women do not speak about the emotional turmoil oh, yeah. that you experience afterwards like I remember sitting at home and a Pampers advert came on and I cried for like two hours you know thinking to myself oh if I'd had the baby it would have been this age it, yeah. maybe it was a boy it was a girl and the pure fact that 
I ended up becoming a single mother anyway. And that's the one thing I didn't want when I was pregnant. I was like, uh-uh, I am not becoming, I'm not one of them, you know? So I think oftentimes we as women, we, we think we can't do certain things. And in actual fact, we can. And when we look back in hindsight, not to condemn anybody that's out there, it's your decision to, to do whatever, but you can do so much. You can do so much with God. And as well as even if you have had a termination, he's so loving and he's so forgiving. Yeah. Yeah. So after that, we repented. We went to church. I was like, God, I'm never going to do this again. I'm so sorry. I promise you, I'll never do this again. Yeah. Fast forward a few years later, I ended up taking this random trip to LA. I just, I just quit my job. I was dealing with a lot of um, sexual abuse from my boss. And I was like, I just need to take a little break. So I went to LA for about two weeks just to clear my head. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to get on Bumble. I want someone to show me around the city and it's just going to be fun. Just friends, nothing crazy. So first person that I met on Bumble, we immediately hit it off and we spent the rest of the day, rest of the time that I was there to, with him. Um, then we, we clicked. I went home, booked another flight, saw him again. So I, I went back and um, we had sex. And um, I just felt God saying, don't have sex, don't have sex, don't have sex. And literally I was like, you know, I don't know if I should do this. And I was like, you know, maybe just one time. But after that, no, I'm not going to do it again. That night God was like, don't have sex, don't have sex. That night I got pregnant. I know for a fact I got pregnant. I got, it, I, I got pregnant that night. I did not listen to God. Um, and then I didn't, I didn't know it at the time. So I, I went home. And I was like, you know, I live on the East Coast. He was on the West Coast. This is all fun, but it's never going to work. So I texted him and I was like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. Um, we, I just have to end this. Like, it's, I, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. So after that, I broke it off. Didn't talk to him for two weeks until I realized I missed my period. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. So I was like, oh, my God. So I, I even drink, like I knew somebody before I even missed my period, I had a dream that I was pregnant and I was like, oh, no. so I woke up early in the morning, went to Rite Aid, got a pregnancy test. It was positive. And I was like, oh no, I haven't talked to this guy in like two weeks. I broke up with him. Um, so I called him. It was like eight in the morning for me. He's in California, 5 a.m. for him. So I called him. I was like, hey, I'm pregnant. And he's like, he was sleeping. And I was, he's like, he's like, I'll call you back. I'll call you, let me call you back. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish sleeping. So I was like, okay. So I'm just waiting until he picks up the phone. And I'm like, what are we gonna do? Like, what do you, like, what are we gonna do? And he was, he was like, well, let's come back to LA. We can figure it out together. So I go back to LA. And during those three days of whether we're deciding if we should keep the baby or if we should not, and I was just going back and forth. One minute I had a full name for the baby. I felt like I knew that it was a girl that had the name Eden Rose picked out. I'm like, it's a girl, it's gonna be Eden Rose. Then other days I was like, I'm not doing this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna terminate. And I was just going back and forth. And one day um, I was just, we were just going back and forth. And one day I just like snapped at him. And, I, I, and he was like, wait a minute. I don't know if I wanna have a baby by someone who could be considered crazy. And I was like, all right, enough, enough. We're going to have the abortion. Like, I can't do this. So we went to one abortion clinic. 
I didn't like the look and feel of it. I was like, okay, not this one. We go to another one. It was like, I didn't like it. It was a lot of people there. I was just like, no, not this one either. We go to the third one. And then that one seemed fine, but um, they only took, I believe they only took like some sort of payment. I think either like a money order or check or something. I don't know. But he didn't have the payment method. And I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe God's saying we should keep this baby. But then for some reason, the doctor was like, you know what? It's fine. We can just take whatever. So I was like, okay, well, I guess it's going to happen then. And then, so they showed the ultrasound on the screen. They showed the, 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 the baby. Did you look? I never looked. I couldn't bring myself to look. They ha- I guess a law. You have to look. Oh, they don't make us look in the UK. Oh, really? I think oh. in the US, you're like they have to show you like this is your baby, and you have to see it. And I was like, okay, well, so gave me the pill, um, and I took the pill, and um, I didn't, you know, obviously I didn't. When no woman wants to terminate her pregnancy, like it's like awful. Like every woman wants to be with a man who steps up and you know takes care of the kid too. So obviously I didn't want to do it, but I felt like it was my only option, especially when I had promised God years before I would never do this again. Mm. So um, after that, we got out of the clinic and he said, I wish you didn't do it. And I was like, what? I asked you for the past three days, what did you want? And he was like, I wish you wanted the baby more than ever. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, you tell me this just now? And I asked you for the past three days, what did you want? So it was just very traumatic. We were both crying. Um, and I was just like, take me home. I was staying with my sister. She lives at California, lived in California during, during that time. So I stayed with her. Um, I was just in bed, sad, like depressed. And then he had the nerve to text me. Do you want to go out to dinner later tonight? And I was like, I literally have a baby that's dying in my uterus. Oh. Why do I want to go to dinner with you? So I blocked him after that and I didn't hear from him again. Um, and yeah, I, I went back home, took the second pill and yeah, and that, that terminated the pregnancy. Um, but after that, I just felt God telling me to be uh, abstinent, don't have sex again until I get married. And I was like, all right, God, I will not have sex until I get married because I'm going to honor my unborn babies. I'm going to honor you. Mm. It worked for a little bit until I found another man that I fell in love with. And God still kept tugging at my heart. Stop having sex. I need you to stop having sex. Stop having sex. And eventually I would, I would be like, hey, babe, um, I don't think we should do this anymore. I want to wait. And he would always push back and say, this is how I express love to my woman. I can't do it. And I would just go along with it. But finally, one day I was like, hey, I literally can't do this anymore. Like, I feel this heavy burden. I need to stop. And he didn't agree with it, but I just knew I had to stop. Mm-hmm. So um, we ended up breaking up. We lived, to get, lived together at the time. So the, the breakup was really awkward. We probably lived together for about four months during our breakup. And it was just like really awkward. Um, But ultimately we ended up breaking up and I felt like during that time, God was calling me to start God is Glamorous. But I felt him saying, I would never, I will never give you permission to teach my people if you don't fully do what I say. 
Wow. So, yeah. And I just felt this like urge to share what I knew about God, but God's like, nope, nope, you can't do it. And then when I finally had the confidence to do it, that's when I knew that I was fully in full submitment, submitment, submit, ugh, surrender to God. We'll use a better word. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's just how, that how, that's how it started. And I'm boldly, I'm proud about the purity journey. Um, I feel like a lot of people are inspired by it because it's, it's so countercultural. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what I stick to now. Um, been two years been fully abstinent um yeah air have five <laughs> um but not to say there aren't temptations there are and there have been plenty of guys who have dated where they've tried to tempt me and i've i since those two years i've never been in a fully committed relationship because i've never were you gonna say something but do you not feel like because for me I, i've had to end relationships because i've met guys as they say they're christian when I told them that I want to be celibate um they say okay yeah that's fine but then it's kind of like they haven't processed it they, they will probably think that no I thought no but we're, I, I want to marry you so why can't we just do it now and I've lost a lot of relationships when I've said to them that look I personally from in my walk with Christ feel like I can't pray after I sin I don't know why my everyone is different but for me I just feel like I don't know I just can't pray I I, I want to run away if I've done something bad I'm, yeah. I can't go to the throne boldly and a, a lot of times men do say yeah they can date someone that's at that is, is choosing to be to abstain from sex but then when it actually when they are in a relationship it's a whole different ball game and then you either get guys that will say yes and then they'll look at you like a challenge you know or guys that will say yes I don't mind being with you and would still want, want the goods so yeah. how have you managed to not feel bad when someone says, do you know what? I can't do this. I, I, I want, I want to submit to my flesh and not to the spirit. I deal with it all the time. I'm dealing with it now. Um, yeah. Like I said before, I have not since those two years, I haven't had a boyfriend, mm. but no one can wait. Girl, she's gorgeous, guys, by the way. You are so stunning. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're stunning, too. You're beautiful. Oh, thank you. So what about guys in church? <laughs> oh, my God. Let me tell you a funny story, yeah? Let me give you a funny story. My mom, she, um, there was a guy in, in her church, because me and her go to the two different churches. A guy in her church, he's like a youth minister. So then she was oh. like, oh, there's a young guy. He's a youth minister. Let me hook you lot up. I said, okay, yeah, that's fine, mom. You know, I saw, the, I saw his picture. He was cute. Me and him were talking on the phone. Yeah, Johan, after <laughs> nine o'clock, yeah, his voice was just, mm, so what have you got on? I'm like, you are a minister. <laughs> This is not to say all ministers are like this, no. by the way, but it was just his, his case. I was like, I don't understand. Like, why? what is it about men mm -hmm. and certain women about sex that they just can't wait? Yeah, they think they're going to die if they, if they don't get yeah. sex. And it's, it's, it's really creepy as well because I, I strongly believe in soul ties. Mm -hmm. I strongly believe that they exist. And it's even been scientifically proven that soul ties exist as well. That if you sleep with someone, you go away with their energy. So if science and everyone loves science has proven this and the Bible has touched upon the fact that, you know, if you lay with a 
Hala or whore, you are a whore. I think it's somewhere in, in Hosea somewhere, you know. So why why can't people grasp that you can't just be sleeping with everybody because you're carrying them around with you? It's honestly, it just goes back to the fact that we're in a spiritual battle. And that's really all it is. It's we wrestle, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers, principalities, against rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. So it's the enemy just re- how, like watering down the power of sex. It's so powerful. And I feel like I, during morning prayer with the glam fam, we always pray over the men because men are so powerful. Like we need men to lead our homes, to raise our children. And the enemy's after them, high pursuit. Like he's so, oh, like, so after the men. So it's always a daily prayer. Like God, cover every single man that we're connected to. Cover our future mm-hmm. husbands. Cover our uncles, our brothers, our sons. Like mm-hmm. they're so valuable for the kingdom and for our families. Like, and the enemy is just always like he he tries to lead them with sex and with women and fornication. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not. It's just a spiritual battle, honestly. Mm-hmm. So, and I wish more men would just. You know, be accountable. As much, as much as the world tells you that you're um, an animal, that every woman that you see, you have to pursue, you have to conquer. There's so many consequences that happen that uh, people aren't speaking about. Like, I spoke to um, a guy one time and he was addicted to porn. And even when I man- managed to get into a healthy relationship, he wasn't able to have sex properly because he was so used to pleasing himself that a woman now is no longer satisfying you because you're so used to seeing thousands of women on Pornhub and I was saying to him that why do you never just sit back and think why is Pornhub free you know like why why people why is the world just made this this thing where you can access millions of women free you know and he's suffering now the long-term consequences of being addicted to porn in his relationship so there's so many consequences to some of our fleshly actions that people really need to start speaking about even with women as well we I for me I feel like with my celibacy walk there's seasons whereby I'm strong I'm like I can do this yes and then there are other seasons whereby I'm like lord if anyone calls my phone right now (laughs) I'm jumping in an uber yes (laughs) yes <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 definitely so tell yeah. me a bit about your platform in regards to the women that you you because you're a coach as well aren't you um I guess you could say that I don't call myself that but I guess yeah. you could say that um the God has just been blowing our minds with how how the the women that he's been um leading to God is glamorous so we have women from all over the world from Africa to Jamaica to India to the UK to Australia women in the United States it's just amazing to see so um, we're a pretty tight-knit family every morning Monday through Friday at 6 30 a.m eastern standard time we have morning prayer we have bible study every week on Wednesday we have an app on God is Glamour so anyone from all over the, the world can join whether you have an android an android or an iphone um, it's just a community where we just connect and just love God and just grow closer to God and it's like a sisterhood. So it really is a blessing. So that's brilliant. So why do you think it's so important for um, Christians to pray? Um, it's just a way to just give 
permission for heaven to intercede into the earth, earthly realm. Um, it's, it's, it's your connection to God. If you don't pray, like, what are you doing with your life? Like, um, God hears us, even if we don't think he does, he hears us and he answers us. And that's how we're able to talk to him and connect with him. So like before I, before my Christian walk, I would have really bad anger issues. I don't have those anymore. I just pray and I ask God to help and just talking to God and just having that relationship with him. It's just, prayer is just a really, really powerful tool. In regards to your um, celibacy walk, back, going backwards now, what advice would you give to someone listening to staying on that path? Because the reason why I asked what advice you would give, because I, in the past, when I have tried to do my celibacy walk and I've fallen, quote unquote, fornicated, you feel so bad afterwards and you're like, this wasn't even <laughs> worth it. <laughs> it wasn't even worth it. So what advice would you give to someone that is in that season of heat, I call it, and they want to call Daquan. <laughs> what advice would you give? I would say don't desire a man more than you desire God. So, because I feel like when you do, you're making this man your idol. And an idol is just anything that you put above God. Like, who are we to say, God, this man is more important than you? Like, I always want to be in God's favor. I always want to be within God's will. I don't ever want to lose God's trust. Um, there's a scripture. I have it right here. I'm going to read it. Um, Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you all the desires of your heart. Um, and there's also, if you're John 15, 7, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. So it's like, obviously, it's not a tit for tat, like, God, if I do this, you're going to give me everything? No. But it's just like a cause and effect thing. Like God gives good gifts to his children and he wants to make sure that he can trust you with them. He says, if you're faithful over a few, he'll make you ruler a ruler over many. I have big goals and I have big dreams. And I know that requires a lot of responsibility and God to trust me. So how can God trust me to uh, own a multi-million or billion dollar company if I can't even handle my flesh? Mm. Something as simple as that. So I just want God to trust me in the little things so he can make me ruler over many things. I want to earn his trust and um, just let him know that I'm not going to be swayed by a little bit of pleasure because it's so much bigger than that. Definitely. And yeah, I love the fact that you've said that in regards to the two scriptures. I remember, I think I was walking one day and I was saying, oh God, I'm lonely. I just, you know, sometimes you just want like a hug from a man. Like I was just like, oh, I just want just to bury my head in a man's, you know, arms and just hug and just, yeah. And then um, I heard God say, why don't you just date me? Wow. <laughs> you know, and that's what I'm trying to do this year. Just, just to, to date God, to know him more. And what I'm trying to look for whenever I'm reading the Bible is his love. Yeah. I'm trying to look for his love in every single thing that I read because ultimately I think that sometimes we forget how much he does love us and a, a scripture that I have in my head at all times is the fact that he has counted every hair on our yeah. heads so I'm yeah. like I I love my child yeah but anybody sitting around counting their hairs <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you know and yeah. that he's interceding on our behalf so I carry on remembering that look he has counted every hair on your head no matter how fine Daquan is <laughs> yes. you know he, he, he will not he will never leave you or forsake you and with me when it comes to relationships I've always had a fear 
that the person is going to leave you know like there's never been that kind of security I'm always like waiting for that quicksand or is he going to cheat is he going to mess up and ultimately even if you do get into a relationship I say to people that no one is on this earth to make you happy I think a lot of times us women we get it twisted thinking that someone's going to come into our life and fix it like Mr. Fix-a-Lot and in actual fact up until the time that you realize that this life that you're living is between you and God everyone else is secondary but it's like he's the yoke in it and you're the you're the egg and everything else is just a shell and you have to constantly remember that and I I blame social media <laughs> and I blame all this nonsensical couples goals stuff that makes yeah. us feel like even if we don't have someone we're not complete so our accomplishments don't mean anything if we don't have Daekwon. Daekwon. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, I agree with you. Like you, I'm a hopeless romantic. I I love having a male presence. I love cuddling and all that stuff too. Um, but we just have to just put our trust in God and just mm-hmm. wait on God's perfect timing. Yeah. And I, I also think we do need more, we need more healthy examples of relationships as well. You know, like the older couples, like I think there's a scripture in Hebrews that said that the older women taught the younger women how to be wives. Mm-hmm. I think oftentimes when we, I've come from a broken um, home as well. So I never really saw that kind of nuclear family. And if you don't see that a lot and you don't see how a man's meant to treat a woman, how a man's meant to edify his daughter and, and stuff like that. It's difficult to try and emulate that in a relationship because it's kind of like two broken people coming together trying to make something work and ultimately if you are in a relationship a relationship is about two forgivers you have to forgive on a daily basis so your single walk right now is for you to learn how to forgive others love yourself and know that whether this person is there or not god loves you you know yeah yeah why is forgiveness so important as a christian (laughs) Forgiveness is so important because God tells us to forgive. And how can he, how can we expect God to forgive us if we can't forgive other people? And we're humans. We, we sin every day. We're always going to need God's grace and God's mercy and forgiveness. So why are we going to withhold our blessings simply because we don't want to forgive other people? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, 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 I um, came across this quote and it said, Forgiveness is like setting the captive free and then realizing that the prisoner was you. So, yeah, it just makes so much more emotional peace and just clarity and truly reflecting the heart of Christ in everything that we do. Hmm. God calls us to forgive and we have to obey that. It's good for us. Um, Just have to let that go. Definitely. And I also wanted to mention, I um, I love how practical your page is as well in regards to speaking to the everyday Christian person. And you've got like content on there, like Christ, can Christians drink? Can Christians smoke weed? And I think ultimately some of these questions that you posed on your page are questions that a lot of our, a lot of us have asked pastors and they're like, well, the Bible says but these are things that certain people are still doing, or you have questions about can a Christian, you know, masturbate? Because sometimes people are like, well, I'm, I'm not fornicating. 
yeah like I'm not fornicating so because I've had I've had Christians say that to me that well if you're not fornicating you can still please yourself you know Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like appetizer (laughs) and not the main meal (laughs) so it's like those are some of the practical questions that a lot of people need answering because they come up on a daily basis and you don't know whether am I being lukewarm am I being cold am I being hot so I think that we need people such as yourself that just answer certain questions obviously you don't know all the answers but I'm just saying that like to say it say it can a Christian smoke weed can a Christian masturbate can a Christian drink and you know so we need I I thank you so much for your platform is amazing thank you yeah and I know that you did like a video recently and you made you gave like an everyday modern example and then pulled it back to scripture that you, you did a video recently about being single was it no I think it was about um was it about was it about Kim Kardashian I think oh was it about Madonna and 50 Cent that's the one apologies. yeah yeah you did a video about Madonna yeah you did a video about Madonna and 50 Cent and then you pulled it back to yeah Christianity as, as an example and I think that stuff like that we need to see it we need to see like you know things that are, will make us realize that the bible is not this aged you know dated thing it's very very practical and god is a g like he is the original g it's 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 amazing it's amazing so i'm going to ask you a final question because you've been so wonderful and patient with me (laughs) what do you wish more people knew about god that you have discovered yourself um i think you just touched on it just now like god is practical he cares about everything that we do whether it comes to if we should masturbate smoke weed watch porn who we should date should we have sex with this person is this guy supposed to be my husband? Like the Bible is applicable and relevant for today. And we can go, go to God with anything. Like I was talking to one of my friends a few months ago and she was struggling with abstinence. And I was like, she was like, I know, but I just get so horny. And I was like, tell God that, tell God that you get horny. She was like, what? Tell God I get horny. I was like, yes, he made your sex drive. Like tell him. And that's what I do. Like I, 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 I get, I struggle with that too. And Whenever my sex drive gets out of control, ovulation month or whatever, I'm like, God, please take this away. Like, I need help. I'm horny. <laughs> and I kid you not, like, he takes it away almost immediately. I'm not even kidding. So, like, next time when you have a sex drive and you just say, God, help me. I need this to go away. I promise you, he'll, he'll take it away. All you got to do is ask. Yeah. So, um, he's our father. He loves us. He cares about us. He wants the best for us. He's we are his, his we're his daughters. Yeah. And so. yeah, you're, you're you're completely right about being practical and taking things, taking things to God. And I think sometimes us as Christians and Christian women, we forget that God created sex. Like he yeah, he created this as a form of of, of pleasure and mm-hmm. it's meant to be beautiful, it's meant to solidify your relationship. And it wasn't until I became a mom myself and I realized that there's certain things that I told my son, you can't do this. You know, you can't go to the cooker. You can't stay up till midnight. You can't do A and B and C. And when he questions me, I'm like, it's because you just can't. I don't want to. And 
we as parents, we don't want our kids to be questioning us every single minute. We just take, tell them, do as I say, that's it. But when we as believers are now saying, but God, I need, I need some triceps and biceps. I need, I need, I need, I need. But you as a human being, you're doing that to your child and then you're questioning God. There is a reason for this. There is a reason why he wants us to wait. There is a reason. It's hard. You can be rebellious and face the consequences or you could just be obedient and listen. And I have tried, Johan, to fight with God so many times, yeah. but my arms are not big enough. Mm. I never win. <laughs> I have good. never won. So um, it's not only about sex, it's about obedience and forgiveness and so many other things that, you know, our relationship with Christ is like an onion. It just We just keep on peeling up different layers. Even if you combated your flesh, you know, you might have anger you have to deal with. You might have um, bitterness you have to deal with. But ultimately, we have to get to the yoke of, I need you because I can't do this thing called life by myself. If our own teeth can bite our tongues <laughs> and that's our bodies doing it to ourselves, we need Jesus, you know. And I don't know how any, I don't know how else I can round it up, but I need him. And I'm so grateful that people are out there like you that are actually saying, do you know what? Okay, this is this is what you want me to do. Fine, I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna be like Jonah and sit around and wait for a whale to swallow me up. If you want me to go here, I'm going to go. So thank you for going. Thank you. Thank you for <laughs> providing this platform for women. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I had to create something and it's been tugging on my heart. Like, I, yeah, I never wanted to be a single mom, but um, that's where I am. And I think I, I didn't understand why I was in the situation I was in, but now I get it. Now I know why, and now I can help someone else behind me that's probably pregnant and alone and doesn't know what to do. So every scar that you have in life is for a reason. And yeah, he puts he puts gold in it. There's a Japanese practice, and it's called king kinduki or something like that, whereby the, if you when they break a vase, they actually put the vase back together with gold. You know, because they say that anything broken can still be beautiful they put it back to pure gold and ultimately every scar that we have emotionally physically if you just apply Jesus oh I sound like a preacher now <laughs> if you just apply Jesus it might not make sense now but it will later look at your life like a jigsaw puzzle we've all had to sit around at Christmas with a jigsaw with our grandmas and it looks like a mess when you put it all out but he can see that picture you can't see it at the end you will see the picture but for now just try and trust yeah and single mom or not we are valuable god mm -hmm. says we are more precious than rubies he says who can find a virtuous woman for her value is far above rubies we are valuable mm -hmm. he, uh he who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the lord we bring favor to mm -hmm. men like we are helpmates we are just incredible. Um, so, yeah, we are just God's precious daughters and we still just have value. Um, yeah. And I, yeah, I wish more women knew how, but we're so, yeah, he loves us. And I always tell women as well, by the way, the first person to kind of see Jesus was Mary. So 
she was the first kind of apostle so never let anyone tell you that women are not valuable because yeah we yeah we we're, we're doing it <laughs> we're doing. Community cannot exist without us, obviously. Exactly. But I want to say thank you so much for taking out the time to come on the Happy Single Moms podcast. Carry on doing what you're doing, guys. And guys, please follow her. Where can people find you on social media? That is glamorous. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you so much.